0: sequel to Jurassic Park, one minute at time. I'm Brad.
1: I'm Dave.
0: And today we're here to discuss Minute 29 of Lost World. Dave, how you been? I've been good,
1: I've been good. How
0: about you? Uh, very good, very good. Been a busy week, but uh, always good to sit down and talk some uh, Jurassic and some Lost World. And we have yep. some have some great news this week. Yeah, we do. done. Finally, title reveal. Ahead of uh, Comic-Con, where I thought most of this stuff was going to be revealed. Um, mm-hmm. It sort of come out and hit the internet pretty hard.
1: Thursday, or no, is Wednesday for you, or no, Wednesday for us, Thursday for you.
0: Okay. Yep. So, anyway, um, Fallen Kingdom. Jurassic World Fallen yep. Kingdom.
1: Are we posting on our Instagram?
0: Yep. Yep. Um, I like, I like the sort of subtle nod to the Lost World in the title design, in the logo design. It's the, uh... Jurassic World logo, same as we've seen before, but without the color. A uh, lot grey, cracks, pieces missing. Sort of very similar to what they've done with the Jurassic World logo post Jurassic yeah, Park. Very similar.
1: Um, no, I do wish they did have a bit more color, only then, only because I think it would have made it more interesting. I've seen fan edits of the logo that has you that has added in like. He kind of magma orange glow to behind everything. Yep. And especially in uh, coming from the cracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks really good. And I kind of wish they'd done that actually for the logo. Yeah. It looks it looks like the original logo's red color, but it has this glow to it, like a, like magma. You
0: know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those uh, fan edits for it. I'm sure this isn't the only logo we're going to get. There's going to be... Might even get something else as soon as Comic-Con, just a different colour, because remember we got the uh, black Mm -hmm. and white one first that Colin tweeted out. Um, Yep. And uh, here we are, about a year, a year to go until the film comes out. Remember for Jurassic World, we got that poster, that poster drawn up by... I can't remember the artist's name now, but with the uh, raptor thorn on or sitting on uh, Explorer Zero Four at the base of the tree, and oh, the yeah. construction, the Jurassic Park going on in the background.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we got we got a black and white logo then. Um, I'm just saying this is what we're getting now. We do have there is colour in it with the uh, embers floating around on yep. the screen, which is a bit of a 3D effect. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not a big fan of Life Finds a Way" as a tagline.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, not much either. It's kind of
0: cheesy, you know? Well, and it also sort of hints that Malcolm's going to be more a part of this movie than... Because it's, sort of, it's sort of a line that uh, Malcolm coined. Um,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they have any way to get away with that tagline if Malcolm wasn't involved, you
0: know? Mm. But the other thing is, too, everyone he sort of told that Life Finds a Way is dead, except for Wu. hmm
1: um,
0: I don't know about Fallen Kingdom. It's got some depth, uh, not just the Jurassic Kingdom on the island seemingly destroyed. mm mm-hmm. um, I think it's obvious at this point that they're not going back to reopen the park.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: Yeah. But I suppose it could also but... mean the, uh, the kingdom, the InGen, Masrani... Empire mm-hmm. Kingdom as well falling how all that is going to play out is anyone's guess you'd think that uh Maserati being a global company even with this incident it might uh, shut down local operations but I'm sure the company still survives yep board of directors and all that would take over even Simon Maserati's death so and
1: well, there's also the fact that unlike *Engine*, uh Jurassic World wasn't their only project you know so they had telecom, communications, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of things beyond Jurassic World that kept them afloat, military contracts as well, yeah. which will probably come into play sometime in these upcoming next movies.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's sort of where the whole Raptor, Raptor Squad idea was coming into it for our military project. Mm-hmm. Um yeah Colin, Colin has said that that was one crazy man's dream or one crazy man's idea, so hopefully that's that stopped with Hoskins.
1: yeah um,
0: the idea the idea has some merit. I can I can see see them using animals like that and maybe in some sort of spin-off or side continuity film or comic or something I could see that happening, but not so much in the mainstream Jurassic story.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of the idea like uh, as it is, because there's recently some underwear, some uh, boys' underwear that came that surfaced. This showed a canceled the um, Hasbro toy line that would have involved these kind of very Dino Riders-like designs. And while I do enjoy Dino Riders, it's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun toy line. It is not at all Jurassic Park, and I wanted to stay as far away right from Jurassic Park as possible.
0: Yeah, it's sort of it's it's very similar to what we'll see with the sales script with the human raptors and that. Um, it, it'd be it'd be perfect for something like Dino Crisis or some sort of Resident Evil spin-off with mutated uh-huh. stuff like that. And I'd love to see that on screen. It'd be freaky and s- scary as crap. But it, yeah, it just doesn't belong in a Jurassic film. No,
1: and there's also the fact that I mean. Knowing Hasbro, they would have reused the old Jurassic World toys and would have just sculpted them a little bit. And it's not the fa- it's not the idea that makes me so angry. I loved the idea as a kid. I loved Camo Extreme. I loved the idea of these kind of environment specific breeds of dinosaurs that InGen would have created. Heck, I love Chaos Effects is a huge nostalgic point for me, but that's only because the sculpts were so good and they used a lot of the original Lost World sculpts. Yeah. Yep. And I just don't think that I would like this, not only because it looks so Dino Dino's Rider ish, and I don't like that in the, in the Jurassic Park concept, but also because I know that the toys would have sucked.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we'll get a we'll get a photo up when this episode comes out on the Facebook as well,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if we haven't already. Um, I mean basically it's got uh sort of three uh, images of the Velociraptors, one green for uh, jungle, one Sort of sandy color for desert, and one whited out for Arctic or ice or snow, um, with all the all the headgear and sort of equipment on them.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah, but but anyway, back to the title. Um, yeah. In, interesting. Not not epoch like a lot of people were or approach or whatever you want to say that, but uh, a lot of people speculated it was going to be. Um, yeah. I wonder if that was just sort of hanging around on an early script and someone's seen that and leaked it out.
1: Well, there's also the idea that partially came from the, the um, one of the actresses on the set showed a picture, took a picture of her with her thumb covering uh, the yes. second word. There was the, and so they kind of spawned the joke, Jurassic Thumbprint.
0: <laughs> yeah, her thumb was over a word. It was, um, it was only a four-letter word or a five-letter word. Mm-hmm. It was only a small small word, and I think that would have uh, fueled the fire as well, but... hmm But, no, nah, this is... Yeah, this is nice. I, I wouldn't mind, um... Just, like, a faded blue in the background like the original Jurassic World logo as well. Just mm-hmm. to, uh... To, like, something that might have been hanging on a building or... Or something like that.
1: Um. Well, Fallen Kingdom, I think, refers a lot to the, um... Refers to the plot, I think, which was probably one of the reasons why Universal was reluctant uh, to release it. But now we're getting a lot of stuff from Real uh, News Hawaii. They're kind of hinting at Isla Nublar either being bombed or volcanoed or something. Something's going to happen, and the kingdom of Isla Nublar is going to fall, which is what I think it refers to.
0: Now I'd I'd have to Google kingdom. Um, wouldn't that Wouldn't that sort of encompass a lot more than just one, like if, if it was a kingdom, a, a city, like the kingdom of LA, for instance, um, mm-hmm. wouldn't that in- also include sort of Santa Barbara and all the around, around spots, and not just the center? And my, oh, yeah, that is true. My reason for this would be, wouldn't that, that also mean that uh, site B, goes as well? I don't know. Uh,
1: I I've heard that site B might be involved in this somehow, but I'm not sure how and I'm I'm not really sure... I mean, I know that the the, uh, leaked plot points mention it, but whether or not we will see it is another matter.
0: Yeah, I get this point as long as it's mentioned, so we know (laughs) it's still there. Also, I'd love to see some news coming out of Universal that the set's been closed off behind the uh, War of the Worlds crashed plane. (laughs) That would just make me fist-pump something shocking to make it... uh, to hear that maybe the, the uh, Worker Village set's being rebuilt. <laughs> I don't think, mm-hmm. this far into production, I don't think that's going to happen, though. But yeah, anyway, that's that's the title, the logo anyway in the title. Kingdom's going to have to... Uh, I'm going to have to warm up to that a little bit more. Oh, just, I
1: like
0: it. Yeah.
1: I'm just happy it's not Jurassic World 2. I mean, I would have pulled my hair out having to listen to that title.
0: Especially no. if the park wasn't being rebuilt or reopened. Yeah. It's almost it's almost weird having Jurassic World in the uh title as well, but mm-hmm. I suppose if we are gonna return there and are going to have some uh parts of the film take place there, I suppose that fits. I don't if, if if for some reason or somehow the island is taken out in this one, I don't want Jurassic World to be in the third title if it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um we're we're at the stage now where you can you can name a movie, people know what what it is. People have been talking about ancient futures for the last year and a half, and everyone knows <laughs> it's the second Jurassic World movie. It's it's not hard in marketing to get the get the buzz up, get the hype up for a film that's not called Jurassic World, but is still the Jurassic film. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think they will go for Jurassic Park six. <laughs> for it.
1: Yeah, just I swear if it's. Another lame title like Jurassic Park 3's was, which was what set me off for of why I didn't like the idea of the title being Jurassic World 2, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's, that's sort of similar with The Lost World having the Jurassic Park on the end of it. Yes, at the time it might yeah. not have been as easy with marketing, but now, now if that movie come out, there's no way they'd have Jurassic Park on the end of it. It'd just be The Lost World. Yeah,
1: that's true. It probably would have...
0: All right. So, if uh, you're ready, Dave, we'll get into minute 29. Yeah, let's get going. All right. As we enter the 28th minute of the Lost World, Sarah's trying to convince Ian why she's on the island, that she's trying to change 100 years of entrenched dogma about dinosaur behaviour. As the 29th minute of the Lost World starts, Sarah says there's a great deal of resistance against the dinosaurs being nurturing parents, and brings up Robert Burke. And his theory about the T-Rex being a rogue, who abandons Young at the earliest possibility. But Sarah thinks she can prove him otherwise. 28 minutes and 10 seconds, we cut to Eddie, also seeing smoke above the trees and shouting, Fire! Dr Malcolm, fire! Base camp! 28 minutes and 13 seconds, Ian and Sarah get to their feet and start running towards base camp. 28 minutes and 14 seconds, we see Nick going to the rear of the M-Class convertible and getting a blue water container from the back of it. He takes the top off the bottle and starts to pour water onto the fire, making the smoke billow. Sarah and Ian are in the scene. Sarah and Eddie start kicking dirt onto the fire. Sarah says, no use dirt. Water makes smoke billow. Ian looks questionably around. Who started the fire? 28 minutes and 24 seconds, the camera moves over Ian's shoulder to reveal Kelly Malcolm standing in the door of the RV. She just wanted to make dinner and have it ready by the time those guys got back. 28 minutes and 32 seconds, we cut to Nick and Eddie at the rear of M-Class, packing equipment, getting ready for a trek of some kind. Nick asks Eddie if he sees any family resemblance. Eddie replies with a hand gesture, very small. 28 minutes and 36 seconds, we cut to Kelly laying on the bonnet of one of Mercedes. Ian's on the satellite phone, trying to get a call through to the boat for rescue. Kelly saying you basically told me to come here Malcolm taps the receiver on the satellite phone not able to get a connection and replies what, what I what? Kelly says you said don't listen to me I thought you were trying to tell me something Ian says Kelly you know exactly what I was talking about you have no idea what's going on here 28 minutes and 47 seconds Sarah walks past him says you're going to lock her up with curiosity where do you think she gets it Ian replies don't start the teaming up thing not about this at 28 minutes and 57 seconds, Sarah walks back over to Ian. Ian says, please, stay at the conversation. And then looks to Eddie to find out why the phone's not working. And this ends the 29th minute of the Lost World. Sarah continues her defence of going to the island, but uh, Ian's not really having much of it still. No. Um, and uh, Sarah's saying there's great resistance to the idea that uh, the dinosaurs were nurturing parrots. Um, we get her first name dropped here, Robert Burke, saying that mm-hmm. T-Rex was a road and would have been its young at the earliest opportunity, and she knows she can prove otherwise. So she's not just there to uh, to experience the dinosaurs firsthand. She's there to actually try and prove some of the theories.
1: Yeah. yeah I think that the um, idea of Sarah Harding being there more uh, so for the study than just the documentation but something that always appealed to me as a child, because Jurassic... Or the, I'm sorry, The Lost World doesn't have a huge ton of paleontology in it, like Jurassic Park 3 and the first Jurassic Park does. Mm. So what little we get is was always a fun little nibble, you know?
0: Yep. Yeah, and it's just interesting, too, bringing up Burke's name here, um, knowing that he's going to be in the film later on. It'd be, it's sort of similar to Tim mentioning um, Backer mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park, and then having yeah. him turn up at the end or something, but it was Burke? Oh, I so. Burke was uh, who Sam Neal was going to be. Um, no, no, Backer was who Sam Neil was supposed to be modeled off, wasn't he, for Jurassic Park?
1: They, in the novel, uh, Sam, um, Alan Grant was modeled more off of Backer, oh, okay. simply because he helped with some of the he helped with some of the research that uh, that. Crichton conducted, but in the but in the movies, I believe they uh, switched that and made it more into Horner. He's more modeled off of Horner, Jack yep. Horner.
0: Yep. Yep. You know... kind of
1: see in the novel, he's got a beard, he wears a ruffled old hat, he hates dressing up, <laughs> whereas Horner doesn't mind dressing up so much. He's clean-shaven, you know?
0: Yep, yep. I know he too was supposed to focus on <clears throat> what... Uh... Ian and Sarah talking about but the redwoods are just lovely this, this set piece um, there's a real yeah. long camera shot tracking shot um, as they're walking through before they sit down um, one one real large tree laying across their path they climb up over um, Yeah. and you, you sort of look yeah. at how big Ian and Sarah are and just how wide the some of the trunks of these trees are it's just mm-hmm. very prehistoric
1: oh yeah yeah, there's something I always loved about The Lost World was that dark, coniferous, kind of spooky uh, redwood area. And that always kind of filled my filled my young mind full of the images of dinosaurs roaming conifer- vast coniferous forests hunting down uh, smaller prey, you know? Yeah, yeah. Of course, the marketing didn't help uh, stow that image at all. They really ramped up the image of of uh, the Redwoods in the marketing. Mm. You've got tons of pictures of, um, like, T-Rex and the Segasaurus and even Velociraptor, a bunch of dinosaurs that we never really see together, hunting together in the Redwoods.
0: Yeah, yep. Yep. It would be interesting to see sort of a raptor sequence take part in the Redwoods. I don't know how easy that would be to climb.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I reckon the raptors would probably keep on your tail climbing up them, too. <laughs> Which is one thing we haven't seen in the movies yet that I really want to see is raptors climbing trees.
1: Yeah, that. I remember in the novel where Levine gets stuck up a tree and he's calling and he's like, God, they, I can smell them and I'm up in the tree and they're chasing me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, using their claws to dig into the bark and climb up. Um, mm hmm. Yeah, I think it's a it's a sequence from the novel *Raptor Red* as, all, as well, where she uh, uses her toe claws to climb. I think that's where I'm thinking of it. Or it might be it might be the scene in *Dress* in *The Lost World* actually, where they chase Levine up a tree. But, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we get uh fire, Doctor Malcolm, fire base camp. Uh, cut to uh, Eddie, or Nick running past Eddie. They've, uh, he's seen the smoke now as well, continuing to shout. You'd, you'd think that the, they they's, there's so so little security. I don't know if it's just because they think they're on the outer rim. There's no predators there. They can yell and shout all yeah, they want. Yeah,
1: that's probably what it was.
0: Yeah. Luckily, yeah, the uh, satellite infrareds didn't show that the uh, some of the carnivores do a migrationary hunt every now and then around the island. But uh-huh. um, but uh, we get everyone rushing to camp. Sarah, and Malcolm also rushed to camp. Nick grabs a blue water container from the rear of the convertible M-class, which uh, is just sitting on top of some uh, packs in the back of it. So they might have used that to fill up their water bottles when they weren't looking for Sarah originally. It's just not really stored away anywhere.
1: Oh, that's another thing. Is when I went to the redwoods, they had the uh, the stream going into the ocean. It was it was going under a bridge and going into the ocean and it was honestly some of the cleanest water I've ever drank it was out in the middle of this national park. You could see it coming out of the mountains and going and just flowing right into the ocean. Mm. So I just, out of curiosity, duck my, uh, stuck my hand in the water and uh, cupped it to my mouth, and it, it tasted better than the tap water
0: at home. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, no, I love getting in the mountains down here and sort of fresh water coming out of the rocks. Um. Mm-hmm. It's naturally filtered. Yes, there might be a little bit of sediment in it, but that doesn't that doesn't do any harm. It's uh, <laughs> good for the guts, but um, yeah, a yeah, lot lot better than the fluoride and chlorine and everything that's in the uh, in your standard tap water. But, um,
1: yeah, well, I have well water, so I have like double filtered tap um, water coming out of the ground. Yeah. But it t- it tasted honestly better. It tastes even more filtered. Than it does coming from my own uh, tap. Yep. So that is very clean water out there, especially if you consider that this is in the setting of an island where there's no human presence whatsoever. The really the only thing that would be in the water would be like, dino excrement.
0: Yeah, maybe or maybe yeah, or maybe a carcass or something. But yeah. you'd normally smell you'd smell if that was the case. Yes.
1: Yeah. If you're drinking upstream of it, you're you're fine. You know.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, normally normally the rule is if as long as the water's not stagnant, if it's running and flowing and yeah. um, being aerated over rocks and everything else, it's normally quite good. <laughs> um, So, yeah, Nick Nick pours the water on the fire, and Sarah's no water-make-smoke billow, use dirt. She's her and Ian are kicking, kicking dirt onto the fire. Um,
1: Which is true, because yeah. uh, if you add water to a fire, it's going to steam up, and you're going to get that billows steam smoke and smoke mixture mm. whereas the dirt just kind of smothers the fire making it going out
0: yeah i know from a lot of camping trips we always sort of leave putting the fire out to last because if you go to the river and get a couple of buckets of water to put it out that just yeah bellows steam all the way through camp and if you still got chairs and mm-hmm. that out it just makes everything stink and puts ash on everything but especially if the ground being hot too you normally put a bucket of water on a fire and it doesn't do much. It's, it steams and bubbles a bit, then the dirt sort of dries it out pretty quick. If it's if it's you've been camping there for a while anyway. Ian's got a real questionable look on his face, like who started the fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's just he just can't put it together. He, everyone's to stand beside him, but he just doesn't know who uh, who lit it. And then we get what? the then we get the camera pushed back over his shoulder, which I love to the, uh, reveal the door of the RV opening and Kelly Malcolm frying, mm-hmm. frying pan in hand stirring what I think is scrambled eggs yeah probably um, now she's got a oh, excuse me she's got a um, an oven mitt on do you reckon she was going to or she had the frying pan on the fire outside or was she using the kitchen because all this stuff all her stuff and we'll see when we get in the trailer is all at the rear in the lab section of the trailer so she's not even mm-hmm. using the kitchenette in the trailer. Um, yeah. It's just weird that this whole film takes part in the tr- in the rear section. There's no never never anything in the front section apart from her walking through it at the start and Eddie walking mm-hmm. through it just before it goes over the cliff to throw the rope down. And that's
1: a real shame because they did put a lot of work in that front section of the trailer as much as they put in the work you know, for the back section. And there's... I mean, they had beds, they had blankets, they had books in there, they had... All kinds
0: of things, you know? Yeah, and especially with, um, we'll get to it when that minute comes, but uh, the Jurassic Cast podcast recently had Richard Shift on as an interview, and um, he was mm-hmm. saying when they'd done that long tracking shot with the camera following him to take the rope to rescue the guys, um, mm-hmm. the dolly, something happened with the dolly, and it came off its track and actually speared the rig through the side of the trailer and damaged it. And they had to really? re they had to rebuild um, a section of the trailer f- inside before finishing. they will doing like they're doing a um, a walk through with it so they could time how fast he was walking through the trailer and how fast they were supposed to follow and yeah. um, and damage inside. And again, they went all, all the effort to make it again or like to <laughs> rebuild and fix the interior when it was only going to be one more shot with the camera pulling out as. It falls around the people. It Just yeah. Again, we we talked about it before, and we're going to talk to it when we get to the village. Just the set designers going all out and just being passionate about what they're working on for uh, moments of screen time, if that. And it's just mm-hmm. yeah. It's just sad. Like we're gonna we're gonna have a whole scene later on with the baby net in the rear section of the trailers where they can shine, being the lab part of it. But here, yep. where we're gonna have a sit down, and have a conversation between uh, Ian and Sarah in a minute we've got this sort of conversation between Kelly and Malcolm that's about to happen and it's mm-hmm. all done in the rear section as well she's taken everything from the fridge and moved down there it's just it's just a shame
1: yeah it really is because um, so much of the cooking section is actually in the front section I mean there was a well real RV they kind of um, completely re uh, renovated you know
0: yeah, well, when she does the walkthrough, when it's back in the uh, warehouse, as she turns sort of right to go towards the big map on the left at the rear section where the beds are, um, the very next section opposite the map is the kitchen. You can see the sink there. I think there's oh, actually yeah, yeah, a, there's a coffee maker there too. I think you can see uh-huh. like the old, which is weird in a moving vehicle that you got the old style um, coffee maker with the big cup, like the jug you fill with water and put back in it. Um, <laughs> But um yeah, that's all there, the fridge is all there, so mm-hmm. it's just a shame they didn't uh didn't mm-hmm. use more of that front section. But um we get a weird cut here, cause, uh Kelly's Kelly just wanted to make dinner before they got back. Mm-hmm. Um I think with all the uh uh what do you call it? All the sort of the condensation coming out of the actors' mouths and the even the dinosaurs mouths when uh, they were at the creek. It seemed like a lot earlier morning, like maybe eight, nine o'clock in the morning and not so much uh, dinner time.
1: You're at the Redwoods, you could be it could be at noon and you and if you get into the some of the more um higher elevations with some of the trees blacking out a lot of the light, you can see a lot of where uh, you can see a condensation coming from your breath. It'll be like forty degrees in the shade and then seventy and then seventy, eighty degrees in the sunlight, and oh. you'll see that contrast in just from the shadows of the trees. Okay. But the also thing to consider is that I think that it was this part of um this part of the movie was filmed in like September, which what which so those later those those later summer months are where the uh, are where the Condensation and the fog really starts to build up in the Redwoods, and that's why the Redwoods are so foggy
0: at this, in this movie. Okay. no, that, that makes sense, then.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but there's a weird weird cut here, because she's saying that uh, she wanted to make them dinner, and um, all of a sudden, the convertible M-class has been moved from where it was before, where Nick got the water out of it, to up beside the trailers near the door. It's been moved there. Eddie's in the back of it. Getting some uh, stuff packed, and Nick's sort of working with his camera, and um, and then we get the uh, Nick leaning over to him and asks him, "Do you see the family resemblance?"
1: Just
0: a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay, there might have might have been a time, it might have, we might have jumped forward a little bit, but it's just weird. It's just a straight up cut, cut from yeah. her saying we wanted to make dinner with no reaction from anyone else, to all of a sudden Nick and Eddie are here on the uh, back of the car getting some stuff packed up and uh, just see any family resemblance, which is another weird, weird line. Um, um,
1: yeah. Uh, and speaking of the time sequence that you mentioned earlier about how it might actually be early morning, I think the way that I look at it is that it's early morning when they arrived to the island, or no, it's like late morning when they arrived to the island because you can see those uh, clouds starting to ha- come over that come that start to form in, in the late morning. And then it's around um, it's around say noon or one o'clock when they finally uh, started their search for Sarah. Yep. By the time they get back to the camp, it's around say, um, I don't know. I want to say probably around three, and so it's evening when the, when the uh, when the game trail chase is happening because you can see how low the sun is to the ground, and you can see the the shadows are being cast uh, very long. So that I'd have to say that it's early to uh, or mid to late evening when they uh, start the game trail chase because the next shot that you get is. Of almost a sunset shot with the Rex nest, and then it's night after that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're going into Rex nest, it's pretty much most of the sunlight's gone. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And when uh, when Ludlow pulls up to see what, what Roland's doing, he's got the lights on, which again, in a dusty environment uh, during the chase, they would have had lights on anyway. But um, yeah. but then we yeah we cut from there straight into the hunters camp, and it is fully nighttime so. Yeah, yeah, no, I see it. I see it. Um, yeah. And then we get, then we get a second cut, which sort of, all of a sudden, Kelly's on the bonnet of the M-class, Nick's on, uh, Ian's on the satellite phone, trying to reach the, uh, reach the boat. Um. And the, uh, the convertible one that Eddie and Nick are still working in, um, seems to be parked right on top of where the fire was. <laughs> It's, it's sort of moved over close to the RV. hmm And, uh, Kelly, you practically told me not to come. What? what? <laughs> Ian, Ian's got some good backup lines to it. It's sort of, no, you've got no idea what you got yourself into. Um, Sarah's sort of helping the guys pack some backpacks. Now, in the uh, original San, uh, pre-San Diego script at this point, they are going to uh, go on a trek on foot. I um, think to find the T-Rex nest. She wanted to go mm-hmm. and um, she wanted to go and see if there was any infants in the nest, um, which is sort of what it must be. It's, you can only assume it's what they're doing here. Is there anything mentioned in the uh, in the other script, the shooting script, about what they're doing? You got Eddie and you got Eddie sort of packing a backpack with sandwiches and sort of stuff, um, and Nick's getting camera equipment ready. Because in the pre-San Diego, it's the pre-San Diego script. They're about to go on a track to. Uh, yeah, they find really the next. don't.
1: But I think my I think what the intention for, was for them was they were going to go out on one last final uh, kind of research expedition to set up any last equipment they have, set up the high hide, find a good location for it. But they kind of get interrupted by the engine team coming up here in the next minute.
0: Okay. Because yeah, it's sort of weird they they they're getting stuff out of boxes to pack in the backpacks, and isn't that the whole reason the cars are there to go drive around? <laughs> Yeah. And, um, but um, yeah, Sarah's sort of not helping the help, not helping Ian's fight. Where uh, you lock her up with curiosity, what do you expect? Where do you <laughs> think she gets it? And um, no. Kel, uh, Kelly Kelly's sort of thank, thanks Sarah and Malcolm's day. Don't start the teaming up thing. Not about this. <laughs> uh, the question. And uh, Sarah's sort of loading some supplies into the M-class convertible, which again might mean that uh, they are going to go for a bit of a drive. And then walk the rest if they have to walk on foot they're ready to go mm-hmm. um, and that's sort of that's where we end out minute uh, 29 so yep. anything else you want to get to before we move on
1: I think we're, we're good
0: Radio. let's get out of here and we'll be back for minute 30 alright guys let's get the hell out of here contact details are on the website thelostworldminute.com Email feedback to the lost world at gmail.com, Facebook The Lost World Minutes. Twitter at thelostworldminutes and Instagram thelostworldminutes. Easy to remember. Yeah, yep, yeah, very easy to all remember. Right. <laughs> uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. Welcome. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later.
1: Goodbye. Talk to you later. Bye. It is
0: absolutely imperative